0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, the Chisel Adonis. But of course, you already knew that this is the serial entrepreneur, <laughs> Filipino <laughs> prince tycoon, <laughs> Rene Lacard. We are This Is Assiduous. <laughs> what's going on brother how you doing
1: i'm good man i'm good it's so fun the intro is just like it's so
0: funny you want to you want to explain what assiduous means oh so assiduous is essentially perseverance mm-hmm. so it's a great care of perseverance that's what it falls on and because i introduce myself as the diligent vigilant meticulous against this constantly analytical methodical individual meticulous and diligent both are <laughs> synonyms to that's like
1: like how eminem raps like Mm. miracle miracle spiritual right (laughs) yeah it's just a
0: bunch of uh, words alliteration and everything
1: like i feel like it's like he just puts the biggest words he knows into like one thing and then just says it
0: that's the same way that i decided to go about like my intro because i've been i've been introducing myself like this for eight years okay and well Seven years, but essentially it's the same difference. But I was looking at it, I'm like, man, how can I have a captivating intro for myself? So I said, all right, how can I describe myself? Well, I'm diligent, with synonym of diligent, vigilant and meticulous, okay. Mm -hmm. Sagacious falls. There. I don't want to say sagacity. It just sagacious? kind of sagacious. Yeah, yeah. Sagacious, was um, pretty much um, wise. You're like wise beyond wise. years. So I said, okay, I could throw sagacious in there. So that diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious also falls under the same umbrella of sagacious. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, then methodical well analytical and methodical i'm analytical i really look into things and methodical i have make sure i have a routine Mm -hmm. and i'm an individual so then i put that all together i said all right well there it is so i was i was one of those weird kids who used to read the thesaurus and dictionary Mm -hmm. because i've always looked at with vocabulary the english language is kind of it's kind of dumb on the base level like then then oh i should say there there and there or where, where, and where. Yeah. And all the so, so is pronounced so, do is pronounced do, but the D and the F, they're both consonant, but some, it's it's very bizarre.
1: Being from California, there's, there was this thing I saw, and it talks about the California vocabulary. It's like, no, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, no. It's like, it, the combination of two words can mean completely different things. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's completely different things, just two different words in two different orders. And it changes the entire context of something. So I can understand where it would be difficult for people to understand because mm-hmm. the language is crazy, but it's cool. You carry yourself very proper. You have like a, a, like a great vocabulary and the words you use, your word selection is very colorful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I was a kid, I always envisioned like, oh man, I get old or I get old. I'd love to be that guy who's like walking around wearing a suit on like a random Tuesday for no reason using big words just to impress people but, but like cause I, I've, I I used to change to certain words like I don't say beautiful anymore I'll say yeah. pulchritudinous you say what? pulchritudinous that
1: sounds like an insult bro just it does. It
0: it, it's just a substitute like, for the word beauty hey yo girl you look pulchritudinous yes. <laughs> like, most times what the fuck did you call me? and you can get a reaction out of it because so, what was what was that now we have a conversation cause we're doing it back and forth mm. because I looked into the thesaurus and I mm. saw these sesquipedalian words I'm sorry what? yeah sesquipedalian it's okay. like a substitute for long so pretty much yeah. of a word if a word was long like gratuitous as long as a sesquadalian gratuitous. yeah so you learn you learn different things you That's learn different funny.
1: i can i can see what you mean you would call a girl gratuitous and it becomes a conversation mm-hmm. then you say oh it means beautiful and it almost gives you like a, a distinguishing disti- distinguishing factor like talking to her it's like you're the guy that called me gratuitous. yep yeah. yeah my it was funny the other day i was talking about it me and my girl were have a lunch with other people and like their girls and i was saying one of one of my best not even pickup lines but i guess conversation starters this is a free game for every guy out there uh the one thing you can say to a girl that always works no matter what you say oh that explains a lot no matter what it is in make that exact tone because a uh, good example what's your zodiac sign
0: that's a good question i think i have cancer no i am a cancer You're a cancer yeah, 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 yeah. oh
1: that explains a lot yeah the natural response for any, any girl is like what do you mean that explains a lot and then you, you then leverage it by saying, you say two good things and one bad thing. So you'd be like, oh, it means, if you're a cancer, it means you're emotional, you're loyal, and sometimes you're moody. Something like bad, but not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be like, sometimes you're a bitch because it's too b- bad, but like, sometimes you're moody. And the girl, like, weirdly enough, negative things always yeah hit more yeah. than positive things. So you can yeah. say, like, two positive things. Mm-hmm. That means you're beautiful, loyal, but sometimes you're moody. They almost always will be like, be like, what do you mean I'm moody?
0: And now you have, like, this
1: entire conversation with them based on, like why they're moody based on their zodiac
0: sign which dude oh my god when i was in college and this is gonna sound so fucked up but fuck it when i was in college and i was like working on game because i was high school i never was the dude at game so college i'm like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna try a bunch of things out and i used to listen to a lot of patrice o'neill and he he used to say, yo, just go out and give women backhand compliments to build yourself up to where now you can build game. So I would go out there like, wow, you're so attractive for a girl with a mole on her face. Like, I would say the most fucked up thing. But the, back, the backhand compliments always got a reaction. First, wow, you're so beautiful. Oh, thank you. They'd keep walking. Yeah. But if I'm like, wow, you're so gorgeous if only you nose, and then from that point now, we're actually, we'd have a back and forth, and we'd have a whole conversation, it's craziness. Well, I think, you know what the issue with that is? I think now with,
1: like, all the red pill stuff on the internet, mm-hmm. guy dorks will will take that, because you can do it because you're funny, you have a personality, mm-hmm. so when you do it, you play yeah. into it. It's and funny. the
0: demeanor doesn't come off as if the, I'm trying to be an yeah, asshole. It yeah, it
1: doesn't, where same thing, if I say, oh, like, that means you're this, this, and you're this, it's never like, oh well you're ugly it's never like that it's just something like oh you're moody or like sometimes you're crazy and girls are like oh I'm not crazy they think it's fun right Yeah. I think guys will take it the wrong way because some people will watch this and then out of context they'll be like oh you're such a bitch
0: huh and like girls are like the fuck no I'm not that's mean Yo, and I'm happy that you said that because that's, that's we could get right into this is one of the things that I have a problem with the red pill right because if you're somebody who's like you, you, you had no real issues with women, like you can get women, yeah. you have no problem going and waking up in the morning to making sure you could go out there and get money. You're doing everything that you can do to make sure that you're in shape. Those things that they apply and the, the discipline and the principles that they apply in the Red Pill, you can go ahead and utilize it. But like you said, if you're somebody who's a dork, you're yeah. broke, you don't take care of yourself you're out of shape, you have zero confidence, you're like, okay, I'll just plug and play the, the what they said. Saying. Oh, mm-hmm. so if I go up to these girls and I'll go to the, the, the prettiest girl in the group and I'll compliment her friend in order to get her attention, it's not gonna work for you. You can't work. just plug and play. Because cause I think the reason that works is, here's what I tell everyone. If
1: you're, if you're young, rich, great shape, have a good personality, you can say anything
0: and it'll work. Exactly.
1: Everything you, everything you say will be attractive right like that's that's why there's a there's a picture of like just a really creepy old like fat stalker looking guy and just an attractive guy mm-hmm. um and it's like comments under a girl's picture and it's like uh hey beautiful what time are you free tonight both guys put the same thing one guy comes off as a gross stalker one guy comes off as like girls like blush and like oh mm-hmm. my god huh so i think the ultimate red pill is get in shape get rich build like a personality be funny without trying to be funny mm-hmm. you know like even when you're hanging out when we talk we naturally laugh we we play off each other's energy and it's not because we're trying to fucking date each other it's just that's <laughs> our natural personality we've built it into that and that's ultimately what will work in the end yeah you know
0: yeah because too many people try to see if all right i'll just fake it until i make it i'll put up a front but then if you're gonna fake it until you make it you have to actually make it at one point point.
1: <laughs> and there's, there's no such thing even with fake confidence women are very intuitive mm-hmm. they can smell they can smell the loser. They can tell the how work, long yeah. is it going to last?
0: Yeah. Like if you're very good like the um the guy who was the the Tinder swindler. I found okay. that so interesting because this dude was doing it for years and somehow he was able to keep it up. But he had a great personality to keep the women captivated in whatever it was that he was doing. Granted he was funneling the money from other women in order to go ahead and do it, but his personality was there. If you're just a regular square dude, that's not happening for you. Yeah. You may get through the first night. The next night, it's not going to work because mm-hmm. this is truly not who you are. And, and they're going to figure that out.
1: The reason it doesn't work, and we talked about this earlier too, on average, I think it takes for a woman to sleep with a guy, like nine hours of spending time with them. So it's not the number of dates. People think, oh, like, if you go on four or five dates with a girl, it'll take, it'll, you'll be able to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's just how long they spend time with you. So if one date is two hours, the second date is three hours, and the fourth date is like, Four hours. Eventually, she's gonna build enough trust, get enough, get comfortable enough with you, build enough attraction to like you, then like be comfortable enough to sleep with you, right? Um, when guys try to do all this pickup stuff, and they're like, just hey, you're like insulting them. I don't know, some weird shit. It's hard for them to maintain that for ten hours of spending time with someone. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like tried to talk to someone? Maybe you're social, so you could do it. But for me, I think it's hard to sit and talk to someone for 10 hours straight.
0: No, oh, it's brutal. It's Still brutal. Especially if like, as I envision a conversation, like although there's an aesthetic, there's people around or whatever, for me, I'm somewhat of like a mental lunatic. So I'll yeah. just say, all right, it's the two of us, we're inside of a room, no window, it's just the two of us just speaking. That's the way I I envision a conversation. That's why I naturally try to be you know humor i try to bring in humor in there i try to see if i could dig to get a little bit of backstory also inflect my own backstory into the conversation to where it's free-flowing but a lot of times there's a bunch of people who just they're not very good conversationalists Mm -hmm. and they can't use the environment to encompass into the conversation yeah and then they run into roadblocks
1: it's it's all about context too of like how how the other person is playing off you because here's an example i went to a business seminar business conference i didn't realize that the, the business coach was like a pickup artist coach mm-hmm. prior to that so i went thinking it was gonna be a business seminar i go i bring a girl with me um and all the guys there follow this guy from pickup artistry mm. so all the guys there are like little pickup artists so i bring the girl with me i'm just talking to people and all of these guys just start coming up to talk to the girl because she was pretty and they just like start like insulting her and being mean to her and the girl is like Ew, what the fuck? Why is this guy, this weirdo coming up to me and insulting me weird, right? Um, And it was just these guys that were so out of touch with how stuff really is. They're just going based off what they've seen or what Mm -hmm. they hear. These little pickup artist coach tell them to do that they're sitting there and they're just insulting this girl that I brought and I felt so bad because I was like, yo, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I almost had to apologize for them because I was like, my bad. I didn't think this was going to be a fucking dick fest. Mm -hmm. Like, It was going to be this thing. So, yeah, it's all about context and and people have low EQ so they can't read the room. Yeah. And oftentimes they'll make a mistake with that, man.
0: And that's the most difficult thing, I think, especially in the red pill where you have a lot of people just out of touch in reality because it's necessary to a certain degree. Like you should be aware of what's going on. But if you don't have the real life experience, then you really can't apply it Mm. because you could say, all right, well, I'll go talk to this girl. I'll go do this. All right, great you made it to the second date now what you made it to the second conversation now what you actually were able to get the girl to commit now you guys are a item now what yep. if you don't have the real life experience you've never actually gone through it and you have to fail first in order to understand like, that's how it works that's any- in anything mm-hmm. and it always takes work so you can't sit over there and demand something of somebody else and you not actually do the work yep. and i think it's it's starting to get diluted In it because there's a lot. There's there's the philosophy and the principle is true and it it will stand the test of time, but there's way too many individuals who aren't, you know, actually living that particular kind of lifestyle that's now trying to preach the message. And you're I see it it all the time on fucking because everyone
1: wants to be that guy, right? Everyone wants to be the guy with girls, with money, that just cool guy, and they try to play that off on the internet, but you don't get that in real life. Yeah, you don't get it in real life. You know, I think ultimately when people are being disingenuous, you could smell it. You could see it. I see all these TikToks and make me cringe because I'm like, ooh, they are not being themselves at all. And it's hard to put up a front for that long. Yeah. Like all the the realist like content creators, influencers, they're the ones that are authentic to themselves and they're just being themselves. But the ones that try to do all this other stuff, it just, ooh, it's cringy, bro.
0: Yeah, and it comes back to you having to do it in real life, you got to get out your comfort zone. Yeah. So that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you're living for the internet, and I think that's what's happening now, especially with social media. So many people are so out of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. Like whenever they comment, go touch grass, I find it hilarious, but it's so true. When was the last time you was outside, really outside, outside of just going to work? Or just whether going to the gym, going and getting some carry out or something. When was the last time you were outside and interacting with other human beings? Yeah. You got to go and do new things. When was the last time that you did something for the first time?
1: I think the internet has just built like this. Everyone is living not congruent to how the natural balance is in real life you would if you want to meet someone you would have to go there in person and talk mm-hmm. to them now it's like you hop on the internet drop some comments and become friends with them i know people that i've never spoken to that think they're my friend just because i've replied to their comment on instagram mm-hmm. right there's this great movie on netflix it's about a girl who who becomes friends with an influencer but the way she does is she stalks her a little bit and she because they're res- like responding on social media and they're commenting back they assume that they're friends and I can tell there's some people that follow me just because I respond to their comment they think that I went on their profile looked at who they are done this when in reality I just see the comment I respond to the comment don't even know who this person is so now in the future they'll like respond to me and think that we're friends when in reality we're not but that's what social media has done they've created a place where if someone talks to you on social media those are your now friends when in reality I think friends are people that like talk. In
0: yeah, because and I think it's funny because I remember MySpace of all, all yeah. I, when you had your top eight. Yeah, usually your top eight would be your friends. But I don't know. I, I'm sure you remember this where there were times in which somebody would friend like a celebrity. And if the celebrity had, you know, friended them back, you would now put that celebrity in the top eight as some sort of status symbol. Okay. That followed to Facebook to where Facebook became like a mass. You know we're gonna we're gonna add everybody so if you had five thousand friends and you maxed it out now it's like oh, all these people know me and everything mm-hmm. now instagram is the same thing with followers but then now if you respond to somebody and you have followers it goes back to what you said where you think we're friends now because i've had a moment where I, w- I used to respond to every dm every yeah. comment for like four years when i first started on social media it was ridiculous and although i enjoy you know the the relationship that i build with my following and everything there's always that one person two person who tries to think hey where where we're like family now so you'd be video calling me out of nowhere hey you didn't respond to this message today how's it because i have no problem with the hey how you doing how's your day going because yeah. i have a couple of you know my followers that I have met in person some subscribers that i met in person or whatever and they're like hey, okay i have your number or whatever I'm cool whatever and not no problem as long as you don't you know you're calling me at like 3 a.m hey man yo i'm just up i can't sleep what you want to talk about like yeah. no this is this isn't happening but people some people they take it too far to where they think you have that friendship, friendship or relationship it's like whoa it's it's not like that i'm not gonna i'm not trying to be this person who's sitting on a pedestal kind of thing like oh man he's got this much subscribers we, we he's he's like a, a um they treat you like a kardashian or, or they yeah, treat you yeah. like a professional athlete i'm not some holier than thou individual but at the same time we're not you know we don't know each other i'm not saying i'm better than you i don't think i'm better than you at all but we don't we really don't know each other we've messaged each other a couple of times That's it. the reason i think the disconnect there happens where with MySpace, you had
1: to add each other. Yeah. Facebook, you had to add each other, like mm-hmm. physically add as friends. So now it's mutual, right? If I send you a friend request, you accept it. Instagram was Instagram, Twitter, maybe. They were the first ones where now you can follow someone. Yeah. They don't have to follow you back. Mm-hmm. So I might have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but I only follow 500 people. I actually only know 500 people, right? Whereas 100,000 people know me, mm-hmm. and they think that because they follow me that we're friends. So... It's a weird thing, it's it's twisted the way that human communication is supposed to be, and it's rewired our brains almost, that we have to live in like a social media world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it's almost healthier to stay off social media, but social media is a great way to make money though.
0: Yeah, it's it's legit, if you look at social media like a business, or you look at it to where you can be social for the right reasons, social media is good, Yeah. but if it now becomes your lifestyle, social media is bad, because there's a lot of people where if you're an influencer, you now can't function in regular life without creating content. Yep. So you can go to a concert, you can't really enjoy the concert because it's you so feel as if you have to record everything. Yep. You go to a game, you feel the need to inform people where you are. And yep. Warren Sapp, who used to play at the NFL, he had a great quote where he had said, don't let your timeline be your lifeline. Ooh. And he's like, yo, sometimes when I post, I can be at the house. And for me, like when... When LeBron broke the all time scoring record, I went on and I was watching the game and I was live Mm -hmm. and I was talking to the people on live. I'm like, yo, let's see how much people can fall for this right here. I went to IG. I downloaded somebody else's video of being at the game, watching LeBron break it. I posted it so many people oh my god i can't believe you were there everything like you never pondered the fact that maybe i could be lying to you (laughs) you you think everything that you see is true there was one that was funny where you posted like you were in like brazil or something yeah like i I remember i posted i was in london i've never been to london i posted i was i took a video that i was at the london bridge and then i put another video from a different angle like oh wow he must have been walking on the bridge and then at the end of it i'm like yo did y'all ever leave? The, like, I'm not somebody who's going to be dishonest just to be dishonest, but every time it's like a social experiment. Yeah. So I'm like, if I can do this to you, you think a random person can't? You don't think there's a possibility that something that somebody's showing you isn't real? The issue is people live for social media now, so mm-hmm. they want to, they because wanna, I'm not going to lie, when I first started
1: getting followers, that was my thing. Because And for me, this was new. When I started doing Instagram, TikTok, a majority of my followers were women. I had like a 70% woman audience. Mm-hmm. So I was really playing into that. But one thing I like I thrived for was those comments. Sometimes I would like fish for compliments on purpose. Mm-hmm. But everything I posted, even my talking videos was real slow, shirt off. I'd be like, hey, so like doing business today. Cause my audience is women. But I know that I was posting it specifically mm-hmm. to get those likes, comments, responses. And I was like, yo, I can't wait to show them where I'm at right now. I can't wait to show that. I'm at the club right now mm-hmm. and doing this. So people live for that validation. There was a Drake bar and he said, I know, who, that, one girl who's, I know that one girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Mm-hmm. Then she visits Rome and she can't do anything except for post for everybody at home. Mm-hmm. All she cares about is posting for everybody yep. at home. It's so true, though. People like, are you doing it for you or are you doing it for social media at this point?
0: Exactly. Because at the end of the day, if you really think about it and you quantify it. You go on social media, you post something on your story. If you're just a the regular person, even if you're like celebrity, whatever it is, who really gives a fuck? At the end of it, yeah. who really gives a fuck? Because if you go to a game, you go to a concert, you go on a trip somewhere, you're doing a fun activity. You already have like your core friends. And then like those, you know, associates or, 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 or uh, um, other distant friends, like not too close, but y'all still cool. Yeah. You could just send the video to them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to put it on, on social media because you're now, I don't want to say devaluing your trip or the experience or whatever, but oftentimes people feel like, man, I don't do anything. So let me go to this place and I'm going to share it with everybody. Like yeah. it, it gets to a point to where now I don't want to say it's toxic. I don't think it's necessarily toxic to others, but it's more toxic to yourself because you're unwilling to enjoy or be in the moment and be present for yourself rather than having to post this for other people and the one thing about it and i
1: could say it is toxic for other people because when other people see it they feel shitty about their lives mm-hmm. you know so like for me one like one big motivating factor is like yo i'm about to flex on my haters i'm about to post something and like i know my haters are gonna be mad at home but i don't think about the other people the non-haters that follow me that see it and they're like ah oh, why does my life suck he's doing this and you always feel like you're less than because it affects everyone at every level I see some of my friends, they take jets to, like, Europe. Those are, like, the baller jets. You take a jet to New York, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's, like, a couple grand. You take a jet to Europe, that's that big money. So mm-hmm. I see that I'm, like, I'm poor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel that. You feel that. feel
1: it, yeah. So I think no matter what, it's just almost this comparison thing, right? And comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you're going to be sad. If you're comparing yourself to every person on social media eight hours a day, no wonder you feel like shit. No wonder you're depressed, because no matter where you go, all you're going to see is people doing better than you, people happier than you, people with better relationships than you. Like, it's going to be sad no matter what.
0: And people end up victimizing themselves at that point. Yeah. Because the moment that they victimize themselves, they say, all right, well, this person's living this life. I can never live that life. Mm -hmm. I'll never get to this point. I'm destined to be at this point. And then at that point, not only do they hate on themselves, they become a hater of other people.
1: One of my pet peeves is victimhood, when people act like a victim. Uh, and I see this a lot because I'll post something on social media about, and it's, it's intended to be motivational. I'll say something along the lines of, listen, anyone can do it. You can make money. All you have to do is work hard, believe in yourself. And that's how I was able to make a hundred grand in a month, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll get comments all the time. People like, oh, it's easy for you to say, uh, we're not as fortunate or as blessed as you. Or there's another one. one this one was funny. It's like, uh, easy to say when you're white. I'm like, bro, what? Do I look white?
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> and at the moment that they start bringing, like, oh, well, your your geographic location, yeah. that can play a role, absolutely. But still, that doesn't change the fact that this is what I did to get to where I was at. Like, especially whenever I see fitness influences, and this always drives me up a wall. Because I'm a guy, I'm staying in shape. You know, I mean, I'll yeah. stay in shape yeah. and everything of that nature. I do my push-ups and things. Well, yeah. right? well, thank you. Well, thank you. Tricep bicep action. But one way or another i always look in the comment section of somebody who has like a fitness video up and they'll be like oh but how do you do this if you're working you know 40 hours a week and you have kids and okay cool i'll send you a video of a mom who's working out around her children in the house oh that's dangerous how she's gonna do what if the kid falls or something and it's always a what if there's always always an excuse, excuse but in life that'll always be a what if you got to do it regardless like have you considered the idea of starting have you considered not being a victim because like we talked about before what's the alternative there's no alternative there, it, it's either you stay in your situation or you get out of the situation one of the
1: biggest things i hate too is there's always an excuse for no matter what everything i did a whole thing where i talk a lot of shit about how anyone can make money in today's world anyone can make money and i would get a lot of backlash oh easy for you to say you already did it so i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it again and i filmed this all for youtube i did a 90 day challenge Mm -hmm. where i launched my supplement company the little thing right there Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna try to make a million dollars in 90 days just to prove everyone wrong and i'm gonna document it i'm gonna film it i did that just to prove a point and thinking that i was gonna end all the excuses and sure enough under all the videos i get a bunch of excuses oh but like so how do you market your product well you're lucky because you did not have to pay rent because you were all like you were already covering your rent with the money you already have blah blah blah. there was an excuse after excuse after excuse and i realized you can't help everyone yeah at some point like people block their own blessings right i tell everyone if you were born in the united states you are incredibly blessed
0: yep 100
1: you know and for the most part if you see my videos you have the ability to comment on my videos you have internet access and you have a, a phone or a computer And just that alone is everything you need to make a million dollars in today's day and age. Like you said, you could pick up your phone, record you, post it on YouTube, make money, Mm -hmm. right? You can go to restaurants and be like, hey, I'll do ads for you. I'll record videos for you. I know how to do social media and make money. You can edit videos from your phone. You can record videos from your phone. You can post videos from your phone. Social media is free. You can create Instagram account, YouTube accounts, social media accounts, TikTok accounts, all of this stuff but people will still
0: find a way to make an excuse. And it's crazy to me because, and a lot of times, even when you say a million dollars, right, some people, man, I'll never make a million. Well, what about 100,000? $100, yeah. Oh, 100,000 a lot, what about 50,000? I wanna go go make 50. What about a, just an extra $10,000 a, a year, a year? Yeah. extra $20,000 a year? You could just, it doesn't have to be so grandiose. It could be small. If you work your regular job, all right, you have 40, you have, you have 40 hours that, you have, that you're working, right? Great, if you know you want more money, you could do something small. Why not go to like a small business or something like that? Hey, you guys have social media? Nah, we don't have any. Okay, cool. I'll create a social media page for you guys, and I'll just do all this other stuff. There was a dude who was a um, he was fighting in um MMA. I, I don't know which which one it was, but he does the um the food reviews. Okay. And he he pretty yeah Keith Lee yeah he goes to different places just tries the food or whatever. I think it was just during the pandemic when he had started. Just started he just oh well I'm eating this I'll just go and review. All of a sudden
1: people are driving you know, traction to businesses something he's he's one of the biggest food influencers ever
0: and think about it and now he's making more money as a food influencer than he was when he was fighting was in the ufc yeah think about what is a food influencer what do you do for a living eat eat what do you
1: you have to eat to live and the craziest part his videos are not like these highly produced like food shows it's him like okay so today we're trying Mm -hmm. wing stops new wings and like bro Literally anything consistent. content on anything, right?
0: Water, water. They tell you every day. Hey, you're supposed to drink whatever your, your weight is. And then you divide that by two. That's how much, you know, milliliters of water that you should be drinking. Okay, yeah. cool. You can make a page about I drink this amount of water every day. This is how my body feels. Mm-hmm. Nobody might watch in the beginning, but you have to look at it as a long game. You just keep posting, keep posting, keep posting, keep posting. It's like a posting. bank.
1: You're just putting money in the bank. Every time you post, exactly. you're money
0: in the bank. Because ultimately in social media now with the algorithms, like YouTube is a little bit different. I think shorts can survive a little bit more than long form because a regular video, sometimes when it's completely out of the algorithm, it's out the algorithm. Yeah. Shorts, things can just resurface out of nowhere. IG reels, there's people's videos that's going viral that were just regular like nine by sixteen from years ago, but now it's categorized as a real because of the the time frame of it and then also oh, the picture crazy. of it. And things are just going viral out of nowhere. So there's a lot of people who had just posted videos, I guess, just for their regular followers or their friends and family. And all of a sudden, bam, now you're getting you're getting followers and out of nowhere, you're like, well, wait a minute, am I influencing now? What's going on? Because they just posted. All you have to do is just post.
1: You don't have to be no victim. The thing is, when people play victim, one of the biggest things I hear is like, oh, I'm so tired because I work my job. And it's been ingrained in me since I was a kid because my mom made the excuse. My mom would play victim. You don't understand. I have a job. It's impossible. But it's like at the same time, it's like boo fucking who? You think no one that has ever worked a job has ever just made content on the side and made money? Mm-hmm. like not everyone starts not everyone has the privilege of becoming a full-time content creator right right you can still do it at the job though you can still do it after your job you could talk let's say your job is i don't know you have a really you're a garbage man you could talk about your life as a garbage man you know how people would want to
0: watch that yep that's like a it's own niche. literally and that that's the craziest thing because i always tell people i'm like yo just document what you do mm-hmm. just document what you do even if you don't want to become a content creator even if you yep. don't want to post Find another way that you could go and make, you know, income or 10x, whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. whatever job, you. If, if you're a waiter or whatever. OK, cool. What is a better way that you can go and build a relationship with the customer to where you can get more tips? What is if, if you're you're somebody who's working at like you're, you're in retail? And you're pretty much just stacking clothes or whatever. What way can you try to climb up the potential ladder? Because although you may look at it like, man, you know, that's doing a lot, I don't care about money that much or whatever, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to make ends meet one way or another yeah like if you're in a situation where like man it's hard for me to do this is i'll do that well what's the alternative do you want to be the person who's in your 70s and you're still having to work like it's not all about just chasing the almighty dollar and everything or just chasing you know the super physique or whatever it's about being healthy and being able to live a life that's sustainable don't just have yourself in a space of struggle your whole life that's craziness you're never gonna like you're gonna hate Five out of seven days if you're constantly struggling. And the beautiful thing is, and we talked about it before, you can take your trauma and utilize that as a motivational factor. And everybody has different trauma. I'm not saying, you know, there's some trauma that you can't get over. There's some that you simply just can't get over. But you can't stay where you are. Yeah. You have to leave from where you are. Because if you stay here, not only do you become a cancer to yourself, you become a cancer to the people around you because you project
1: in reality though this is the way i see it right at the end of the day your trauma can become your story it just depends on how you take it let's say there's two kids one kid his mom both of the moms die when they're seven Mm -hmm. one kid their mom dies when they're young and they go on to be a failure and lazy and never accomplish anything they say Mm -hmm. you know it's not my fault my mom died when i was young so i just was dealt shitty cards Mm -hmm. the other kid whose mom also died when he was seven his mom died he says you know what in my mom's memory I'm going to make her proud by becoming something. Right. I'm going to use that as a motivating factor. And same, same little situation they had. One ended up being a failure and blaming his circumstance. The other one took his circumstances and created his own story. So one of the coolest parts about it is like you have everything in your hand. And it's sad that society has kind of brainwashed everyone to think that they have to live their entire lives working this job, not making any money. They do this like traditional... Uh, go to school, yep. go to college, get a job, save your money, start a family, retire when you're 60. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they expect you to slave away for 50, 60, 70 years. Keep in mind with, with the way things are going, that retirement age is getting, yeah, higher, it's gonna keep and higher. getting higher and higher. Yep. So it's like, at first they say, hey, work 50 years, then retire. Now it's like, hey, work 60 years, then retire, then work 70 years, then retire. And before you do all that, by the way, you have to borrow a bunch of money to go to school. Because you talk about this a lot. You went to college, you got student loans. How sad is it that people literally have to go to school, borrow money to go to school, to then get a job, to then pay back the student loans, to then pay taxes on the money they make from their job. Their entire life is borrowing money and paying back people, even though they're the one that's doing all of the work.
0: And then if you consider the trade-off, because There are some careers that you can go to college for that actually do present, you know, great financial success for yourself and your family moving forward. But there's a lot of different people who are going to school and then they get out of college. They've racked up tens of thousands of dollars in debt and you're struggling to find a job because I look at college like when you come out of college, you get a degree, you finished all of that there should be a guarantee that you have a job waiting for you. Yeah. Like, and even if you have to wait, I don't think it should pass like six months to a year. If you then enter, because I think they give you like a year period, maybe like six months or something to pay back your student loans. I've never made a payment, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've been in forbearance forever. So whatever the case is, but there's no reason why you should be graduating and you're waiting desperately to hear back for somebody hiring. And then to make matters even worse, the job that you get... Because you're starting your life, all right, I'm going to go get a house. Well, you're going to take out a mortgage. I'm going to go buy a car. Well, I'm going to go get myself a car note or whatever. Then you're still paying back the suit. Your entire life is paying back debt. Your entire life.
1: So this is what society is training you to do. If We're going to go big picture, right? Society has trained you from the moment you're born to learn, take out a bunch of debt, pay back until you die. And your entire life, you're going to spend it paying back debt until you die by working eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, paying back until you die. Meanwhile, there's people like me who live freely, make a bunch of money, I don't have to pay anything back, I don't have to go too crazy, and it's all because I was able to start a business, create my own future. And for you, it's like, how does it feel? I'm not even dissing you, but how does it feel to to borrow, I don't know how much money you borrow for student debt, I don't know if you're comfortable sharing, but imagine going to college, borrowing a bunch of money,
0: just to go make YouTube videos. Right. And and what's funny about it was when, when I had left college, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it. the positive was because I wasn't making no money straight out of the gate, yeah. I was able to, you know, pretty much just go into forbearance and say, oh man, he's broke, he can't pay anything. And I was looking oh great, I ain't got no money to pay you back. Magnificent, but I ain't got no money to sustain my life. So if my mom didn't cook, I didn't need it. If my dad didn't drive me somewhere, I would either bike somewhere or I stayed inside the house. Mm-hmm. But with college and it, it gets to a point where it's almost it's funny because I talk to most people that I talk to who have college degrees. They're not even utilizing their college degree for what it is that they're doing. So with that being the case, it now makes me wonder, man, is college even worth it anymore? Because there's certain professions that you can get a college degree. um, Like I said earlier, that really, you know, present a lot of financial gain. But there's a lot of degrees that you can get. Really, what are you about to do with this? Nothing. I think you could have been working if you started working straight out of high school by the time you got out of college the money that you would have accumulated for that four years or six years if you go and you get your master's or whatever the case is or two years if you do your associates if you just compound that money on a year by year basis you will have made more straight out of high school than you would have if you went to college facts plus the debt paying it back it's crazy because you're like you said you're conditioned from a very young age so you're being taught in school although you're learning information For all intents and purposes, you're really just being taught how to be a good employee the entire time. Well, you follow the orders, Mm -hmm. follow direction. You get a, you know, you get a pat on the back of, whoa, we'll give you a gold star or something, or you get passed or whatever. You still have to work towards something. But the problem is you start to look at entrepreneurs, athletes or musicians whatever the case is and they live free and that's not to say that that's the type in the life that you should but you ever seen somebody who's in debt versus somebody who's debt free even if you're working the same job the person who's debt free you're skipping through life life is amazing but the person who got debt it's hard to be happy when you got something that's suffocating you because when the pandemic happened and people started losing their jobs and now you're sitting at the house all this debt still exists they started putting in some sort of like slow down with payments so you didn't have to do too much but it's st- it, you you felt that cloud over your head
1: and the, the thing is too right what made it crazy when when the pandemic happened my mom and my brother they lost their jobs mm. you know who was the one fucking paying all the bills the guy with no job so it, it's crazy that that happens and when you think about it society has done this crazy thing where they almost do like you know dogs you have positive reinforcement mm-hmm. you have the little treats i know because i have my dog and when we train them to do anything. If he does something right, we give him a little treat. Give him a little treat. Society does that with like affirmations. Like, oh, you're gonna go to college? Good job. You're gonna buy a house? Oh, you're doing so good. You're gonna have your own car? Oh, good job. Like all these things where it's like, why are you congratulating people? Why are you giving people a gold star? And why are you telling them they're doing the right thing when they take debt out? When they're putting themselves in a bad financial situation? Why is society conditioning you, right? And then you start to look at agendas if you're gonna get real deep conspiracy theory. You start looking at agendas, why do they want you to take debt? Oh, because banks are the ones that own all your debt. And if a bank owns you, if you owe the bank money, guess what? They own your soul, yep. right? And if they're doing the car loans, they're doing the school loans, they're doing the, the house loans, at the end of the day, the bank owns you. And what do you have to do for the bank now? Now you have to go to, go to work, right? You have to work eight hours a day to pay the bank back. And they're making money off you. They're getting interest. Not only that, you're getting tax. So the bank owns your soul. The government owns your soul. Yep. And now you're just this puppet that just has. You're someone's bitch.
0: Yeah, and you're in, in a the situation where you, you gotta work all the time yep. just to pay off debt. I always tell people, like, man, you should you should work because you want to work. Like, although of course you'll have debt in different places. Like, you take out a car loan, then by all means. But it all goes back to planning. What's the plan to get out of the that's debt they so they that take, the debt don't stay? That's how they take the magic out of your life. Yep. Because think about it. If I want to like make someone
1: my bitch forever i'm just going to give them a bunch of money and say hey if you don't pay me back guess what cops are coming to your house mm-hmm. you know like if, imagine this imagine all of your broke friends if you could loan them money because i have friends from when i grew up broke they want to borrow money from me the only reason i don't do it is because if i were to give them money what like how am i going to enforce that am i going to send like i'm not a gangster i'm not going to have people go to their house and break their legs if they don't pay me back but let's say i had that ability to let's say i had the ability to like break people's legs if they ain't paying back money, I would be giving money to everyone. Everyone that wanted money, yeah. here's your money. Because yeah. I know for a fact, no matter what, they're
0: going to pay me back, otherwise they get their legs broken. Yeah, like if I, if I was alone, because I'm, I'm from New York, right? Yeah. So so we got a bunch, of, the, the mafia's out there, not as prominent as it was in the, ba- in the past, but I would hate to have a situation where like I become a loan shark, and then like with your friend. Like I was watching The Sopranos not too long ago. And yeah. The second season, Tony had an old high school friend And his um, he was pretty much, you know, in crippling debt across the board. He came to Tony. and Tony's like, wait a minute. Come on now. I know the type of person that you are. I don't want to loan you this money because I know you're not going to pay me back. But then the evil part of him was like, you know what, bet I'm going to go ahead with it. Right. And then ultimately, by the end of the season, the dude was on the verge of killing himself. He ended up having to, you know, give his car No, his son's car to Tony, and then he ended up leaving to 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 like leave the state and flee, or whatever the case was. And ultimately, if you really want to make money, if you become a loan shark, now now you have that that threat that's there, you'll have endless amount of money. Because that person, they know, not only just breaking broken legs, you could end up threatening friends people around them Mm -hmm. you can say oh man yeah you know i saw your aunt at the gym man it'd be a shame if she couldn't go anymore (laughs) right you just start doing the little thing well wait a minute what's going on over here and essentially with the government and also the banks, it's the same thing that's what they, because, exactly oh, what well, means. if you don't pay back your you don't pay back your uh, your mortgage or you're not paying these certain things, we'll just seize your house. Or if you don't pay off this, then we'll take your assets or whatever the case is.
1: We'll ruin your life. We'll ruin your you life. we us back, or We ruin your life because we own you. Yeah, pretty right. much. It, it's craziness to me. I, I, I don't understand it. And that's that's the craziest part. And what's what's wild is because we talked about this, how these media companies, they own every single media outlet. They can use that as a form of like mind control. Mm -hmm. They can literally tell you whatever they want to do. Like for me, if I was a billionaire, I would just buy a bunch of like media companies and I would literally just whatever message I wanted to to do. Like, here's a cool one. Jeff Bezos, he bought the Washington Post Mm -hmm. and prior to him buying it, the Washington Post wasn't saying that many positive things about it. But as soon as he bought it, everything is like, is Amazon doing good business? The answer may surprise you. It's all good stuff about Amazon, Jeff Bezos, because now they own the media. But to the regular person that doesn't follow this stuff, they don't know he owns the media. So they go and they, they take, if I'm a bank, this is what I'm doing. I'm literally getting all the media to then say good things about owning a house, mm-hmm. right? They're like, ooh, what's our biggest product to sell? Ooh, we make a lot of money if we sell $500,000 mortgages for houses. So now you go to the media and you say, hey, print this article about how owning a home is the best way to get rich. Uh, print this article about how getting a, education getting a degree there's a big thing it's like oh uh most millionaires have college degrees yeah because that's the main message right. if i go and say hey most millionaires have college degrees guess what people do they get degrees they get a degree and they might become a millionaire but it's not because of the college degree it's just because so many people have college degrees right so they put all this this propaganda out about why it's good to own a home why it's good to own a car why it's good to to go to college get a degree And they're selling you their biggest
0: products, which is loans Mm -hmm. and all of those loans on top of the cost of living increasing. Mm -hmm. So with all of that happening now, you feel like, well, I'm damned if I do damned if I don't. But that's only the case if you don't have a plan. But then to make matters even worse, when you're in a situation where you're taking out all this additional debt, you're trying to go and pay it back. You end up like you said, you become a slave and you're now a willful slave. Mm-hmm. Because you have those small bursts of happiness that you have that, that, that that's they give you enough just to keep you going, it just to keep you going. So you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I got myself three weeks of vacation. Woo. That's three weeks out of 52. Mm-hmm. What if you could go like half the year, figure out a different side hustle, do something for a short period of time. If you just super grinded for 10 years, you can now cut down how much debt that you have. You can live a much more fruitful life. You wouldn't have to find yourself in a situation where you're like 50, you're dreading every morning, you're missing your children's, you know, things. You can't go out with your spouse at different places. Your family, have, you could have a, a deaf in the family across the country. You can't risk going there because you might lose your job. Yeah. There's so much things that you're experiencing that's, in life. It's that's great. what's
1: normal now, too. And it's crazy because they trick you into being happy about it. Mm-hmm. There was a, a inflation 2022, I think it was 8%. And people will get raises, but the rate, let's say, oh, I got a 4% raise. Mm-hmm. So they're excited. They're like, I just got a 4% raise. Meanwhile, inflation was 8%. Yep. So they're actually making less money, mm-hmm. thinking they're making more, excited like, yo, my job just gave me a 4% raise. I'm gonna get rich. In reality, they're making less money. So, like, after 10 years of this happening, they're making way less. Like, you're secretly being paid. If you're at a nine to five job, you are secretly getting paid less and less every single year and they're tricking you into being happy about it because they disguise it as, oh, 4% raise. You're like, yes, I'm making more money. Little Oh, vacation hours. Yes. Oh, you're going to get a bonus this year. Yes. All of this stuff is just little, little like
0: dopamine hits to keep you sucked in. And then if you're not on top of your finances, and this this was so interesting because a lot of times people will just pay and look away. I remember one of my mentors, they had mentioned like with taxes, you just pay and look away. If you don't go and like, audit or you break down where all of your money is going because if you look at it like all right this month I have this much coming in I'm paying this much in bills I have this much left over the moment that you rec- the way that you recognize that inflation is hitting or your your raise isn't what what it is is when you're looking at it month by month wait a minute it's like you're looking at a profit and loss yeah something's not right here something's not right how am I making more money but I'm saving less this doesn't make sense here mm-hmm. and then you're going to identify oh no I'm being I'm being had yeah. at this point so that's what a change has got to happen something's got to happen there so you don't stay in where you're at because ultimately it's not that we're just like pushing super grind set and like your motivation to go out there and do more and all this other stuff some people yeah. feel comfortable and content with where they're at but the issue is if you're at a spot where you're complaining about your life you don't like where it is that you're at a change has to happen mm-hmm. if you're good you're comfortable this message not for you but if you're in a situation where you recognize wait i'm living this way i want to live this way you've got to change you got to step out of your comfort zone you got to start doing some different things and whether that's very small like going out and just every day talking to somebody new maybe trying an activity doing something for the first time reading books applying different things you have to start small and start working your way out of the situation that you're in. Because if you don't change, nothing will change.
1: And what's fucked up is the way that we're trending. This is what tripped me out. Me and my friend were joking about this. Mm-hmm. But the way that we're trending, right, it's, uh, before people would just buy things. Mm-hmm. But now, things are going, the price is going so high on a lot of things that there's, when you pay at a store, you can do payment plans yeah. for things. And me and my friend were joking. It's like, I love buying a $20 product and doing $5 a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just payment plan for the $20 product. But it's crazy. These, my supplements, we have, we, I think at the top or the bottom, I mean, we sell it for as low as 39 bucks. People put that on payment plans. They'll do $13 a day. Yeah. Just pay for the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a payment plan for a $39 product? But that's the place we're at in life where people have to work uh, X amount of hours just to be able to afford that. It's not a good thing. And everything you look at is a payment plan. Like Apple, when they started, I remember there was this video where it showed Steve Jobs introducing the, the first iPad. Mm-hmm. And it's like It starts at $500 and everyone's like, Woo! 500 bucks, that's great! Uh, Do you hear about those new Apple Vision?
0: Yeah, 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 I like saw the- I saw the video when they uh, they had they announced the price and everybody in yeah. the crowd it was like a Simpsons episode yeah. cuz then they said, "Yeah, we're starting at like 3500." Oh. Like, oh.
1: Cuz they they hyped it up. They're like, "This is amazing and we're starting mm. only at $3500." I was like, "Oh."
0: Yeah, and then, you know what's funny? People are still going to find a way. are still going to and money. they're going to have it on a payment plan. Payment plan. They're going to put it on the credit card. 12 12 month payment plan, 300 plus a debt month to just try new experiences. Yeah.
1: But like, bro, have you seen it? It does look sick. I'm not going to lie. I watched the ad. Me and my girl watched the ad. I was like, fuck, that looks kind of cool. Mm. It looks kind of cool. You, you, have you seen the, uh, Black Mirror?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, Black t- Mirror. the
1: two dudes are in VR. It's like they were, they're being gay in VR. <laughs> I saw a tweet. that was like, yo, these new Apple Vision is about to have me and my homie like this. And it's just pictures of the guys.
0: <laughs> it's going to get ridiculous because people were going to live in this well, rather the, than the outside. The part
1: is like you could see, like, I could look at you and I could project like a tv right here and i could look away from the tv talk to you and proceed to watch my movie in like full like it could encapsulate the entire Mm -hmm. screen right here
0: now that makes me wonder what like going out to eat like you could be at a restaurant i could imagine maybe not now but maybe in about five years or so you'll just see families of everybody got on their headset or whatever and they're somewhere else when they're somewhere present. like I'll never forget, I went to the park and this was like with iPads. This was the year before the pandemic, so 2019. I'm in the park and I'm playing basketball. The ball rolls out of bounds, so I go to go get the ball. There's a kid on the bench on an iPad watching kids play in the park. I had never seen something like that in my life. He's on the iPad on YouTube watching kids playing in the park. He's in the park. I picked up the ball I stopped for like seven seconds I'll never fi- it's ingrained in my mind yeah this little kid watching kids play in parks and that made me think like wait a minute the future's about to be crazy because with the headsets and everything people about to be like living life virtually than in real life like when the metaverse had started and people were like yeah well I got this house here in the metaverse I got this like, what? you don't have a house in real what are you talking about <laughs> I- I got, this, I got a car in the, in the Metaverse. You don't got a car in real life. Like, oh, man, yeah, I'm driving this. Man, it's like GTA. Oh, I got this new Ferrari. Look at this car. It's no problem to have no... You can have pride in the game, mm-hmm. but to where the game, sus- you know, usurps your, your life, now what? You know what it is, too? It fucks it up because in
1: real life, to, let's say you wanted to live in this penthouse in real mm-hmm. life. It was fucking difficult to get here. I had to make a lot of money. Even to this day, like, I tell people how much I pay in rent, and they're like, oh, you pay that much? My mom was like, that's like a couple months of my mortgage. I'm like, listen. So in order to get here, to be able to live mm-hmm. here, it took a lot of fucking work to be able to do this. If I were to do this in the metaverse, it's like, okay, cool. i pay some virtual coins or whatever. I don't have to put any real work in. I could do it in a month. If, like, let's say Grand Theft Auto. You want to live somewhere here in Grand Theft Auto? You grant for a month. You make some money in Grand Theft Auto. You It's not real work. Mm-hmm. Where in reality, it took me years to make money, to then live here. So that building that up the metaverse will trick you into thinking that you don't need to work in order to get nice things because you can experience it virtually for a lot less work a lot cheaper a lot easier
0: and that now makes me wonder because they they, they they had a uh, um percentage that had came out where they said like 33 percent of guys either hadn't had sex in a year or they're virgins yeah. so now it makes me wonder like what is dating in this like you put on this apple vision pro i wonder if people are just gonna virtualize like a girlfriend well, and then they're just gonna is? have that happen.
1: I've talked about this too, actually. What it is, is with social media, think about it. We talked about it in the last episode, but if you're a girl with Instagram, you're going everywhere. You're going freaking with NBA players, rappers, because all these guys are DMing girls. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have access to the entire world. So if you're a girl anywhere, you're making it out. You're making it out the struggle. All you gotta do is be a little bit pretty, you're getting out the struggle. If you're a guy, you're fucked. You're not getting out of the struggle unless you work really, really, really hard. Whereas in the past, uh, before social media, girls didn't get flown out. They didn't exist. There was no access to the world. But now that there's access, why would a girl sell for you if you're just a broke dude when she can go with all these professional athletes, NBA players, entrepreneurs, you know? So that's why guys, it's harder for guys to compete because no matter what, if you're a guy trying to get laid, your competition is now fucking lebron james not maybe not lebron james, but like i don't know yeah. odell beckham jr yeah somebody a like a playboy
0: that's out there and and because there's the uh, visibility online now a girl from colorado a girl from maine a girl from nebraska yeah. they could all be pitching for the same spot and then you as a dude who's in that same small town where 20 30 years ago that girl was only relegated yeah. outside of her traveling she was relegated to the guys that was in the community versus now go online you could find somebody but i think more guys are just going to say, man, I don't want to compete. Yeah, and so they're just going to sit there and be like, exactly hey, man, I'll happening. just take this virtual. Like, I, I don't know how, like, big, like, the porn industry has gotten so crazy. Say, that's why OnlyFans is so profitable. Yeah, Because these guys that, that have to compete,
1: what would you rather do? Would you rather fucking pay 15 bucks to have a virtual girlfriend? Right? I don't know what mm-hmm. guys pay for OnlyFans, 15 bucks a month. And they're a virtual. Like, now you get to talk to girls, but you're mm-hmm. fucking paying $15 a month. Or do you want to work, make a million dollars just to go talk to the same girl.
0: Or yeah. even run the risk of going out, trying to go and you, you're playing pickup, or maybe you're trying to go and interact. You're getting shot down. Because shot, oftentimes if, if you're a guy who's taking you're taking your shot left and right. Right. You're going to end up getting way more no's than yeses. Yeah. So do you want to deal with that pain of getting that no? Because when, when you do it enough times, you become numb to it. So you can continue to go outside and try to see if you could pick up and meet somebody and build a relationship there. Or maybe you get on the dating apps and you do all the other stuff. But is all of that work worth it? When you could just all right, I'll just go online, I'll pay this amount of money, I'll go beat off, and then by the end of the night, yeah. a reset until the next. It's, I understand why they would say I'll do the online thing, but well, in the end game, they're gonna lose. It's like a plague to society because ultimately it's really
1: enticing. If you think about it, if if you're a guy, I like I think I'm kind of blessed mm-hmm. to be in the two things. I'm blessed because I'm the type of person that wants what other people don't have. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when I think about like like I don't know, OnlyFans. Imagine being a guy and knowing that this girl talks to a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. There's no exclusivity there. Like it just ruins the entire thing for me. That's yeah. why I could I could never do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I grew up in the generation of like before all this stuff existed. Right. So it's like you had to go win. And from at this point on, I'm just trained to like always win. I'm not gonna settle for anything else. So that being said, I can see why guys would do it, but it's a plague to society because it just it goes nowhere. Yeah. you know like otherwise you're going to have a bunch of Nick Cannons a bunch of futures a bunch of like Elon Musks like these good guys that are ultra successful that are able to like just impregnate 12 women and the rest of them that don't have sex and they just jerk off all
0: day. Yeah, and it's sad really because you see a lot of these guys and the ones who you know is kind of, I don't want to say destined for failure per se as <laughs> it pertains in the relationship category, but there's some dudes who's just, it's just never going to work yeah. because they never go out and really touch grass. But <laughs> for the other ones who actually can, you're, you're a good guy, you, you, you've got the finances, you have the looks for all intents and purposes to a certain degree or whatever and for whatever reason, it's not working out for you. Like You try to go out there and date, mm-hmm. and you get no's or whatever, but you get to a point where it's like, man, I'm not going to try anymore. You end up reaching like 40, 50, 60 and you're just there watching other people with families or you're watching people who are in relationships and you're like, damn, that could have been me. And you just give up on, on on life. And I feel bad for those guys, but then it goes back to the same thing of you got to get out your comfort zone. You got to go work. You got to go out there and actually, do not not just work for money, you got to do the work to go and get the girls and even for, like women now, they're in a spot where outside of those top percentage of guys for the everyday guy, they almost have to do the same amount of work too yeah. to go and get somebody because these dudes now they're like, man, I don't even want to have to deal with anything or whatever. And then the girls are like, wait a minute, I can't find a guy like as women can easily find a man to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. but to find a man who wants to be in a relationship right. yep. with them, now it's getting more difficult. Like, relationships now, it's busted across the board. So Like, the social media and the
1: availability has, like, plagued everything, right? Because it's fucked up all the social dynamics, both men and women. And when you think about it, there was, I saw a thing, and it said, women are only happy with about 30% of partners. Like, mm. they will only be happy to get in a relationship with 30% of men. And so, these men at the top, like, the top 30% of men, women will get into a relationship with them. Mm. Uh, so the other bottom 70% of men, women don't want them, right? They might settle for them, but not really. And the men at the top, now they have an overabundance of options because if all the women are only happy with the top 30% of men, if you're in that top 30%, like you can pick and choose, you know? Mm-hmm. So because of that, as a man, like if you have all these options, you got, are you not going to explore them? Right. So it, it fucks it up because now men, the men at the top have an overabundance, the men at the bottom have none. And then women are trying to like capture and settle with these men. And it's like, that's why relationships are fucked because mm-hmm. girls are like, oh, there's no good guys. It's not true. It's just the ones you're attracted to are the, the ones that all the girls are attracted to. So naturally, it's going to be harder to,
0: to settle. And it's funny because especially with settling, and I'm happy that you said settling, because with women, you know the kind of guy that you want because I always and whenever I talk to people, I'm like, you envision the type of person that you want to be with. Most times, you're not going to end up with that person. So would you consider it settling if you don't end up with that person? If you now say yes, you're pretty much almost in a situation where you're going to be destined to settle. Because how many people end up with their dream partner? Most, if not all, don't. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, you have to be prepared that every box isn't going to be checked. Moreover, you have to understand that the person who has all of those boxes checked, would they select you? Like, if you're, if you're a girl, you're like, oh, man, yo, I want this guy, this big baller, the, the, the trending high-value man. Yeah. And this is what I really appreciated Kevin Samuels the most for, because <laughs> um, Tom Likas talked about it way back in the 2000s. Patrice O'Neill covered it. Tommy Sotomayor talked about it to a certain degree. But then Kevin Samuels started asking the women, hey, you want this particular kind of man. Great. Why would they choose you? Then he would turn and ask the men, oh, you want this particular kind of girl? How are you going to take care of this girl? Like, oh, wait, you want an Instagram baddie? Great. Are you prepared to now sustain the lifestyle of being with an Instagram baddie? Oh, you want this high value dude? Are you prepared to make life easier for this high value dude? And to make matters worse, we live in this society now where men have like an intrinsic hate towards women women have this intrinsic hate towards men how are you going to be trying to look for a partner when you deep inside you hate the other checks it's crazy it's, to me
1: but and it all boils down to self-awareness because mm-hmm. if you're very self-aware of where you're at you know what you can get like most most guys they it, it blows my mind they'll be like they're just sliding like and it, they'll find like rihanna they'll slide in rihanna's dms thinking they're gonna get a response and it's like they have no sense of self-awareness of like she's not even gonna read it Two, even if she did read it, she wouldn't even look your way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as a man, you have to have a sense of self-awareness and understand like, where you stand versus the person you should date. I think typically, people tend to overestimate where they're at. So a girl might think she's prettier than she mm-hmm. is, and she'll end up trying to get a guy, and the guy that sees her is like, oh, I'm just going to sleep with her. That's not my wife. Right. Like, that's the one I'm going to sleep with, but I'm not going to end up dating her, you know? And these guys will end up finding the girls that they date. So it's messed up because people aren't self-aware. They don't know where they stand in in the rankings. And it's almost a harsh truth, right? Because if I'm a broke guy, if I make no money, not in good shape, not funny, it's a harsh reality to say, I don't want to, I don't, like, I'm at the bottom. It's hard for a guy to be like, I'm at the bottom. Girls are not going to like me. It's hard to face that. So instead, they just cope with it and they'll be like, man, bitches are dumb. Right. Women are stupid. They don't like they don't want a good guy. They don't want
0: this. And that's that's their excuse for them to just not work hard. And that goes back to the, the to, to the problem with the red pill, because now before you had guys who wanted to be better. Yeah. And they uh, they subscribed to the red pill and say, okay, ah, uh, cool. I gotta become this in order to qualify to get this type of woman. Or I have to become this to qualify to get this particular kind of man. Because the red pill is not only for, for men, it's yeah. all for women too, right? But now you have these dudes who are, unfortunately, for all the lack of better term, losers, who's now subscribing to it, like, man, bitches ain't shit. And then you have women on the other side, oh, men men ain't shit. Mm -hmm. Well, if they ain't shit, why are you hanging out by the garbage? You want the other person so badly. They both do. And you both, you, you at the end of it, you know you want the communication somebody. Communication is just fucked. you want somebody, and not only the communication is fucked. The comprehension is fucked because we don't even fucking understand each other, and, yep. and most people don't even want to understand them. The purpose of conversation, the purpose of communication, should be comprehension. Because what's the purpose of us communicating if we don't understand each other? We're just going to be going back and forth and just be listening just to respond versus listening to understand.
1: And I think what happened because of the internet, it's kind of messed up all of like, the gender roles. I found this thing super interesting, right? Uh, if you go to like a tribe in Africa that's disconnected from the world, or mm-hmm. like even an Amish community it's disconnected from the world that doesn't do social media stuff, for the most part, they have gender roles, and they're all like, pretty happy with the roles. Mm-hmm. I think now, in, in today's world, because of how, because of the internet, and because of some bad actors, that's been lost. With all this like the, this they all do the gender role And some people are very traditional some mm-hmm. people are non-traditional I, I think everyone should be allowed to do what they want to do but i mean when it comes to gender roles i think they do play a part in ensuring everyone's peace happiness and harmony because if you think about it like i didn't create people get mad at me for believing in gender roles i didn't create gender roles god mm-hmm. did right you know like for me to say a man should always protect a woman it's not because that's my belief it's not based on my belief. No, it's like men are stronger. If someone breaks into this house, as a man, I'm going to have to fucking fight. Mm. You know, I'm not going to make you do it cuz like
0: whether you want to or not. Yeah, cuz
1: cuz y- the odds of me dying, let's say they're 50-50, the odds of a woman dying are almost 100%. Yeah. It's sad. like I'm not even being sexist. It sounds fucked up, but like I'm sorry, if an intruder breaks into this house, I'm like, "Baby, go get him." Like she's going to die. Like mm-hmm. me, at least it's a it's a coin flip, you know? So, like if you want to increase your longevity your chance of survival, like you have to somewhat go with what god created
0: and what's funny is if you ask the 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 women and you ask the men most of them at the end of the day they would say they would fall into their uh, their their initial gender role regardless Mm -hmm. you ask them hey man somebody broke into this house right they came in here with a gun you have no weapon but they're gonna come upstairs and try to shoot up the family could you go downstairs and go try to hold them off while i try to escape with the kids She'll look at you and immediately go find, you know, file some divorce papers yeah. or end up hitting the road and going on yeah. out of there. because that's not what she wants to do. That's yeah. not what she was designed to do. Mm-hmm. That's your role. But at the same time, you talk about nurturing, taking care of the family. The dude's going to go out there, work those long hours. because naturally our bodies are different. We're made for different things. We're built. And there's no problem. We're built different. And there's not a problem with it. The issue is when it's become somewhat toxic to where it's like a hyper. Mm-hmm. Masculinity, Hy- well, not even like a hyper feminine. Now you got more masculine women, you got feminine dudes, and now that's probably why there's so much dissension yeah. amongst us now because we're going so far away from the natural order. Like, there's nothing wrong with you know a woman working or a dude being at the house, but at the end of the day, when shit hits the fan, you're going to fall back into your 100%. gender roles one way or another that dude's going to want to take care of the family financially and take them to a whole new heights that if, woman's going to want to nurture and built everything for it.
1: so you just made me think of something good right my girl she needs to she needs her like sleep she mm-hmm. goes, likes to go to bed early she yep. likes to wake up early like if she doesn't sleep she's stressed out mm-hmm. me i can function 4 hours i'm good to go i'm just built like that right yeah. as a like, man i'm built like that for her she needs to be like cared for more she needs to eat she needs to do a couple different things in order for her to be like more comfortable to be her best self to be her best self for me i'm rough man you, you give me four hours of sleep you give me like anything i'm i'm good i'm good to go so like ultimately that's the best way that that people exist in my experience they ha- and this is a real study the happiest women even the high achievers like women that were doctors mm-hmm. or lawyers they interviewed them The ones that were the happiest were the ones that prioritized their work second to their kids and their family. Right. So even if they were doctors, lawyers, they were still happier if they prioritized their kids and their family than when they prioritized their career. That was just uh, a regular thing with when it came to gender roles.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And then that guy that they're interested in, they love him more when he has a purpose Mm -hmm. first. Because if you're now because they always say if you treat a woman like a celebrity, she'll treat you like a fan. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case. When you're a guy and you don't have a purpose, you don't have a vision, you don't have a goal, you don't have something that you're, that's number one, you can make the family number one and everything, but you have to have something that is driving you, then you can funnel that into the family. Don't put the family so far down on the totem pole, right. but make sure you have a purpose first because if your purpose is just the family or whatever it can work, but it's going to be sustainable long over time. Because let's just say you lose that job, you lose whatever passion it is soon enough. You're going to end up reaching a point where it's like, oh boy, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And you're going to take yeah. yourself out.
1: I think, and I think the thing about women too, they find it like attractive when a man's like driven mm-hmm. and he's purposeful, right? Like even if they have a family, if a man makes it all about his family and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big family man. So when I have kids, I'm going to be very family oriented. I still think, that like when you look at elon musk like he's per- very purpose-driven he wants to put people on mars people on the moon and because of that he'll like girls are cool with it they're like you know what i just stay out of his way i just let him impregnate me i stay out of his way All right and it's like women can say as much as they want oh i don't we don't like this type of guy i don't like this i don't like this so if that's the case then why does future have 12 different baby mamas right if that's the case why does nick cannon have 12 different baby mamas because these women are like, they say, oh, I don't like this. kind of guy, meanwhile, you're getting pregnant by these guys. So it's like one of those things where the, what they're saying versus what's actually happening is completely
0: I always find that funny because whenever the people talk about like your past shouldn't define what your future is. But your past is the metric that defines what the future is. Yeah. Like if, if I see, all right, this is your track record. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, if I'm a car company, right, yeah. you, you pull up to come buy a car. And you have 12 wrecks in the past. I would assume my car that I'm about to give you will be wreck number 13. Yeah. Oh, no, but I'm not like that. But your, your track record says that. Yeah. Like uh, um, the, the older Chuck Daly. Oh, no, no, I should say uh, Bill Parcells, who used to coach the Giants. He had a quote where he said, you, you are what your record is. Mm-hmm. You are what your record says you are. Yeah. And ultimately, your past is, it's not ultimately what you are, but you have to understand it's going to play a large role unless you do change you break that you know that that curse or whatever it was that you were doing until you change that you will be defined by what your past decisions were
1: and it's like so here's a a big thing right like men when men cheat on women
0: Mm.
1: and like oh baby i'm i'm never gonna do that to you and then the girl and then he ends up cheating again the girl's like oh my god i didn't see it coming i'm like bitch he cheated on like the other girls why would he not cheat on you you know like like read like I, I think that's the difference between men and women. Men will look at a track record. Men will look at like historical data, whereas women are, are more—it's a—it's a blessing and a curse. Women are more trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I say, "Hey," they'll take you—they'll take you at face value. Whatever you say, they'll—they'll they'll put faith in you. Whereas men, it's like, as like, uh-uh. If you did that, I don't want it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's—it's it's so interesting. I'm like, whenever I like, since I was a kid, I've always found that, the, the dynamic between men and women, the gender roles between the two, and why, because everybody around me was always married. Like my parents have been married 34 years. My, uh, um, my uncle and my aunt, they were married 44 years until her passing. My everybody in my ecosystem, everybody's parents is married with the exception of maybe like two. Mm-hmm. so watching those relationships even some weren't as you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows you have your ups and downs but i would always sit there and i would watch like how do they get through these issues and then like whenever people talk about like engagements where they'll say oh well if you've been dating somebody for a small period of, or i shouldn't say a small period but if you've been dating for like two years and that's when you get engaged you should be engaged for a small period of time and then boom you get married my philosophy is truly i don't think you should even think about possible engagement for like maybe four five years because i need to see what you look like at numerous different points in your life i need to see how you react when you're at your highs i need to see how you react when you're at your lows i need to see how you react when i'm at my high when I'm at my low, how emotional are you in moments? How logical are you then? What's your crisis, um, your, your your crisis uh, um dynamic? How do you understand how to break things down when crisis ends up happening? What is your particular kind of you know uh, understanding of the world? How do you react to certain things? Because all of these different dynamics, if you go into it unknown, you'll now find yourself in a situation where you'll say, "Oh, this person became something I never." But they, they, they never were, but you never actually went through this yes. with that person. Because things could be great. You could still be in like the honeymoon phase for like three years in the relationship. You get engaged, you get married. Woo, that's great. They have a death in the family happen. They become a whole different person. Naturally, you wanna be, man, I'm gonna be there for that person. And you do your best to be there for that person. They change into somebody completely different. Now you're in a situation where you feel like a completely, you feel like an asshole. It's like, yo, this person changed. You feel guilty for leaving them at the lowest moment but you would have never experienced that if you didn't go through like let's say if you never actually tied the knot or whatever and you actually experienced that beforehand you'd have been like oh no when this person deals with a big emotional loss they become somebody different yeah so you have an opportunity to experience different things
1: it's true and i think the issue with human beings is everyone just wants to be loved Mm -hmm. i know it's cool right now to be cold and like fuck fuck love fuck relationships i'm a player like people say that as much as they want But i think deep down every single person wants like a partner right both men and women we might express it in different ways but because of that desperation to have a partner to not be alone to feel like you have a significant other and it's tough because these couples will post stuff on social media and you're like i want that whatever Mm -hmm. they have i want that they don't show you the bad stuff that everyone just jumps into relationships and they settle even though they don't know the person right and they're quick to get married they're quick to like fall in love they're quick because they want something So they almost try to force it Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they don't really know the person they can't force something based on a week of knowing someone
0: and what's the conversations that they have because there's one thing that blows my mind where you get you get married to somebody you get engaged you're in a long-term relationship you really don't know that person Mm -hmm. like you're just enjoying the moment when y'all together let's oh man this is great or whatever but you have no clue of what their back you know their history has been You have no clue how they treated people who were in their past along their friends and things of that nature. You're just so fixated on just that person. You don't watch how they react or how their impact on the people who are around them. It blows my mind whenever I see people's relationships fail and they never saw the red flags yeah like how did you never everything was there if you had somebody follow you with a camera crew and you had a full audience you would have a hundred out of 103 comments that would tell you oh no that person shit you should have been left that person but you'll never see it because you're so blinded by this like, idea of yeah. love it's crazy to you me. ever love someone so much those red flags started to look start to look kind of green that's what they say right and then the whole time you're like wait you you, you, you mean to tell me you're going to try to find an excuse for your incompetence of not being able to read people like, OK, great. You feel great. They made you feel good, whether it be the bedroom, whether it be the different sort of experiences that you guys went out and enjoyed. But you have to really think, what is the purpose of getting into this, this relationship? If you're going to go and get into a relationship, you want it to be long term you have to think long-term yeah so what does my future look like with this person what, are we gonna have children or whatever it's crazy you could be in a relationship with somebody for five years oh do you want kids oh no i never wanted kids oh but i i kind of want kids you just threw away five years it's been 72 months you you yeah. didn't know this you yeah. didn't know this and it's crazy to me like when we talk about fitness you talk about money what are these goals family what is the end goal like okay well you have a. Uh, like, your, your mom lives across the country. Mm-hmm. I would assume you would have the conversation of, well, you know, whatever the case is, she wouldn't, you wouldn't just blindside the girl. Yeah, yeah my mom's yeah. going to stay with me now. Yeah, she's going to live here forever. Think, <laughs> but you yeah. have that conversation ahead of time.
1: Yeah, I think the issue is people don't focus on the long term and, and any aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. They don't focus on the long term or any aspect of their life. And that immediate gratification, that immediate pleasure will make 90% of people fold right? That immediate gratification is why most people are fat because they just go and they, ooh, fast food, easy, done. Uh, That immediate gratification is why relationships fail because they're like, ooh, uh, I can sleep with a girl and cheat on my girl. Immediate gratification, you fail. Um, Oh, I can go to the club and have fun for a night. You lose your money. Immediate gratification ruins every angle of success in every aspect of your life. Because if you want immediate gratification, it typically means you are sacrificing something for the future, whether mm-hmm. it's your physical health, whether it's your relationship health, whether it's your financial health. There's a lot of things that, that go when you want that immediate gratification. So the people that succeed are the ones that can delay their gratification. They can just get their mind in the trenches and survive that, that dark angry getting judged like that that dark place and they, if you can go to that dark place and you can survive there for a year or two you're going to be very successful in whatever you do
0: yeah and I'm, th- this is going to get very ominous but that i go to that dark place all the time like <laughs> i'm one of those people who should be in therapy for, for whatever reason because yeah. i this is what i do right like i prepare myself for people's un, untimely passing like, like when my grandmother had passed in um 2010 this 13 years ago i'll never forget i in 2007 i was already preparing I'm sitting over there I'm, I'm freaking 14 and i'm just sitting over there like okay all right cool so How i know I the it? time is gonna come so <laughs> what, what what is the situation because she had all she had all and everything of that nature so i knew the time was coming yeah. so i said all right what is the phone call gonna be like what is the day gonna be like what's the funeral gonna be like and i go there in my mind incredibly dark place to go there but i prepare myself and then when the day came nothing stone because i was already prepared for it now a lot of people would say man you should have went through the emotion but i did go through the emotions just in advance <laughs> so with every time and of course there's moments in which you can't prepare for it and that's going to happen but you have to almost be prepared for a lot of different things mm-hmm. so you, you did preventative measures to prevent the future problems from happening because and when the problems do come you have to be equipped for it because if you break apart and you're trying to lead a family or you're part of a family or whatever that now it's not only an issue for you it's an issue for the people that are around you because then now they have to deal with whatever it is that you're going through which as a family you should go through things together but if you can't get you can't get yourself together at all and now your spouse your children your cousins your friends your co-workers your boss whatever the case is they now go through that same experience with you they're more often than not it's a cold world they're going to drop you and move away and then now you're going to feel like you're in a spot by yourself it's going to happen it's it's a very cold world and I don't think people don't recognize how proper planning towards the future making sure that you address the traumas in your past being willful to continue to fight through whatever sort of issues you go through, how far ahead that puts you in life because everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through something, but how do you get through it? Are you going to be a victim of your situation or are you going to overcome your situation? Are you going to become a victim of your neighborhood or are you going to overcome that? That's what it always comes down to because if you don't plan, you don't analyze, you don't try to overcome, you'll end up having a shit life and you're going to hate yourself.
1: That's good, man. That made me... uh you know those youtube videos I, I put them on in the morning the mm-hmm. uh youtube motivation and i press mm-hmm. play and it's just like it's like that what you just said over like a sound over like inspirational
0: music that's what it felt like Dude, yeah because with with motivation a lot of people talk about it all the time mm-hmm. they're like man how do i stay motivated what do you do to stay motivated Fam, wh- what kind of life do you want to live how yeah. are you living right now is this the way that you want to live no okay great that's your motivation Every day, put something up or like get yourself a whiteboard, maybe write out like alarms or something on your phone, go down your notes, write down the life that you want to live mm-hmm. and where you're going wrong now. Because yeah. sometimes people don't see it, but that's where you need to audit, you know, your lifestyle. I think I think the
1: success comes from trauma. At the end of the day, the success comes from trauma. You need to put yourself through something traumatic. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you don't, it's not going to be enough motivation. If you can channel the pain of, of someone in your family passing you're going to be really fucking motivated. If you can channel the pain of trying to save someone's life, you're going to be very fucking motivated. If you can uh, channel the pain of, of being broke and never wanting to go back, you're mm-hmm. going to be very motivated. But if you've never gone through any sort of adversity, what is your motivation? What is, what is going to push you when things get tough? Because I can tell you now, like me being broke, never wanting to go back there, is going to be more powerful than someone who's been rich all their life with a silver spoon. Mm-hmm. And let's say me and him had to compete, Right. I know what it's like being broke. I'm never going to go back. You get to go back to your silver spoon. You're not going to be as motivated. Right. So I'll, I'll kill you because I'm doing whatever it takes to not end up there. That's why you see a lot of these people that, that come from rags to riches that have really traumatic stories. They're the ones that succeed. And it's like where else? They, they know what it's like at the bottom. They, they'd rather stay at
0: the top. Yeah, because the same thing that can make you laugh will be the same thing that can make you cry. And like you stated earlier, way back at the beginning when we were talking about how you could have two kids, both seven years old, both had their mom pass, both had their dad pass. One can use that as motivation to push. The other person can use that as excuse as to why they can't move forward. It's the same thing in everything in life. And you're absolutely right. Success comes from trauma just like and I tell people all the time because now we're in an age where it's almost popular to be depressed right and I tell people all the time when it comes to depression people go through spurts of depression everybody's going to be depressed at one particular point but the same way in that depression you can find a small beacon of happiness there's some who can't find any happiness anywhere but if there's something that makes you happy you just keep doing that the same feeling that you have you could apply that because the same way you project that sadness into everything in your life, like if, if, if 9 a.m. you're outside, you put on a new f- fresh pair of sneakers, you're walking down the street, you stepped in some dirt, the sneakers are ruined, you're going to be pissed off. Are you going to allow that, that moment from 9 to 9.03 to carry from 9.03 until 6.15 in the evening? Yeah. You're going to let yourself be pissed that long? That anger in a small period of time? You can get over that because you could just tell yourself, you know what? I'm not going to be pessimistic. I'm going to be optimistic. The moment that you find a piece of happiness, the same way that sadness and anger and depression can project in your mind, so can happiness. It's the exact same thing. It's an emotion. So with that being the case, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling unmotivated or whatever, just find something that makes you happy. You do that and project that happiness into everything in your life. and you'll immediately become a happier person because you're capable of it
1: and the happier people are the ones that tend to be more successful because they can move through things with positivity Mm -hmm. i think that's what it is if you if you're doing something and you're angry about you're like moping around it's not going to get done well meanwhile whereas if you're doing something positively and you're happy uh there's more passion that goes into it and like when this is something's made with love that applies to all parts of your life right like a relationship our relationship was made with love you make a kid, that was made with love. Right? If, you're, if you're fighting, you hate each other, and you accidentally have a baby, that baby's going to have a traumatic life. But if you genuinely make the baby with love, it's a happier child, it's a happier baby. If you make content and you're doing it with, with uh, inspiration or something you genuinely enjoy, it's made with love, people are going to be able to see that. They're gonna be able to, it's going to reflect in the content versus someone that's forcing themselves to do it because they hate it. Uh, anything, you make food with love and passion, it's going to taste better. So, everything in life is always better when it's made with love, when it's made with positivity, when it comes from a place that you genuinely enjoy it.
0: And when you identify the love, too, because a lot of people feel as if they're unloved or whatever, but you just don't see where you are loved. You don't identify what you love. Like, people, whenever to talk about, like, when we go back to passion, like, do what it is that you're passionate about, sometimes people can't figure out, man, what do I love? Well write down the different sort of things that you do on a daily basis there's something that you do on a daily basis that you love and there's something that happens on a daily basis that loves you doesn't matter what it has to be whether it be inanimate or 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 actually living one way or another there'll be something if you have plants the plants love you because you keep the plant alive that's a small piece of love that you can now take and project that into everyday life immediately making you more happy so ultimately, if we were to close it, we we can just say you have to find the love somewhere. You have to find what you love, what loves you. You project that into your life across the board, whether that's you getting out of your comfort zone, whether that's you be finding yourself in a state of victimhood, being on social media, feeling bad. Whatever the case is across the board, you have to be able to find that little gleam of love that exists and you inject that into your, into your veins, inject it into, into your everyday life and project that, not only to yourself, but onto other people. Cause that's how you live a much more happy, more fulfilling life. You yeah. can't just, every day you're in a situation where you hate somebody or you're hating on somebody or some of that nature. Your life will be so much better if you can find that love and immediately, I promise you, things will turn around. You'll feel much better about yourself.
1: I love it. All right, everyone. This has been the Assidious uh, Podcast with the Spirical Lyrical Miracle <laughs> Individual, and uh, you know him as the.
0: <laughs> you want me to do it? You want me no, to no, do no, it? No, no, go for it. You, uh, you the, know him as the Chisel the Don's. No, but uh, what's the? You do the Oh, oh, you want me to do yeah. the Oh, my bad. You know him so as the, the the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual. The Chisel the Don's. Oh, I love it. And then oh, yeah. you know me as the serial entrepreneur, <laughs> the Filipino prince. Hi, <laughs> Rene Renee Lacard, and we are, this is a C.